Thanks for listening to our Market Street podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope today's message helps you in your walk with Jesus. For more information, visit us at marketstreetchurch.org. Merry Christmas to all of you. Thanks for being here in the room with us. If you are listening or viewing online, welcome. Welcome, welcome to Market Street Church, and Merry Christmas to you. So, man, that's anybody's head spinning right now. You're just like, I... I, I'm not going to any more malls. I'm not viewing Amazon anymore. I'm taking an Amazon hiatus uh, for, you know, at least uh, a day or two, right? Let's be honest. It's only going to be like a day or two. And, uh, but, uh, man, we're just hoping, we're just so glad you're uh, listening and watching and here with us today. And but we just want to be an encouragement to you. So far, boy, God is so good to us, right? And he is so kind to us. And so what, what Christmas is simply about the fact that there's this incredible, amazing love that, was, that, that left heaven, left heaven to come to this earth. And Christianity is, what's so amazing about Christianity is that that's the only faith, only religion, only faith, you know, belief system that, that believes that their God, our God, left heaven to come to where we are on this earth. And, and that's the way that John put it. And John, when he's writing his, his gospel, John says it this way, and it says, And the Word became flesh. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And, and that, that phrase, dwelt among us, literally means he pitched his tent with us. He pitched his tent with us. He, he came, got the Word of God, put on flesh and blood just like you and I, and he dwelt among us. He moved into our neighborhood. He moved into our life. And we saw, now John is writing this, and he's writing this to a group of people that saw him. That he's writing this to a group of people that, you know, walked with him and talked to him and spent time with him. He's writing this to a group of people who saw Jesus, you know, do some incredible, amazing things. He, he saw Jesus, you know, take, take water and, and turn it into wine. He, he's, they saw Jesus, you know, feed thousands of people who didn't have any food. He, they saw Jesus see, you know, see somebody who was blind, who, who you know, has never been able to see, see for the, for the first time. They, they literally, literally saw him. And they, he says it this way. That we saw his glory, glory as the, of the only begotten. In other words, what we saw him do, this is only someone that came from God. What we saw him do, what we seen him do, what we experienced, it was, it was simply somebody that had to have come from heaven. And he's the only begotten from the Father. And here's the description of John. He was Full of grace and truth. He was full of grace. I mean, anybody that, you know, we would have turned our backs on, anybody that we wouldn't have wanted to spend time with, anyone that we wouldn't have wanted, you know, to have any kind of experience with at all, he showed them love. He showed them compassion. He showed them kindness. He showed them grace. And he was full of grace and full of truth. 
Why did he come? Why did the word become flesh and dwell among us? Why did, when, when John's writing this, he says, we see, we saw his glory as if he was from the Father in heaven. And why did he show and why did he exhibit grace and truth? Why did he do that? Because all of us, all of us have one thing in common. All of us have a need that needs to be or needed to be met. And that issue is, looks like this. Now, I know what you're thinking. Who wrapped this? I know that's the first thing you're thinking, right? I did. I wrapped this. Um, the second thing you're probably thinking is, why does that look like a problem? Why does this look like a, this is, if you're kids, does this look like a problem to you? No, this is like, I want to open this tomorrow. That's what this looks like to you. You're like, I want to wake up in the morning and I want Santa to have this for me in my living room when I step out. Like, this is what you're hoping that happens for you. But listen, the reality is, is that, I know, I know, and I hope that you have a gift. Listen, parents, I hope you bought your kids something this size, okay? Um, <laughs> Kids, I hope that, you know, don't, don't be disappointed, though, if you didn't. Um, what this is, is here's why Jesus came. Jesus came because we all had a problem. And that problem, though it looks nice, though it's packaged nice for all of us, though it looks appealing, it's actually a problem. And that problem is called sin. Sin. And sin, man, I'm telling you, sin is way worse than makes us do bad things. And I know if you're young in here, I know that's like, sin that makes me do bad things. Listen, it's way worse than that. Sin doesn't just make us do bad things. Sin makes us dead spiritually. And so God said, i got to deal with this problem. I've got to figure out a way to work through this problem. And so he said, I'm going to send my son the word is going to become flesh, and it's going to dwell among them so that when they see him, and they see him for all of his glory, and then when they see him, they're going to see that he is full of grace. And when we realize, that even though sin is packaged really nice, even though sin looks good, even though sin, we think, you know, that, sound, that looks like a lot of fun. When you unpack it, when you open it, when you dabble in it, you know what's going to happen? Here's what you're going to discover. If, if I opened this package up, here's what I would discover. I would discover that it only brings a whole lot of hurt and pain in your life. It's only going to bring a whole lot of struggle in your life. It's only going to hurt yourself and it's only going to hurt people in your life. It's only going to bring about disappointment and grief in your life. But we all hold on to something like this and we all are enticed with something that looks like this but it only is going to bring grief. And so God sent his son. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And what they saw was they saw God. And what they saw is they saw a God that was full of grace. 
and full of truth. And so God sent his son Jesus. Here's my Jesus figure. Isn't he, isn't he amazing, this guy? <laughs> God sent Jesus. And here's what Jesus did. Jesus says, listen, I've come and I've given you something that I want you to exchange. Now, you're going to, in a, in a little bit, you're going to go through a, a gift exchange. Now, this, nothing in your life will ever compare to the exchange that you can have with Jesus right here and now, if you haven't already ex- made that exchange. So what I decided that I needed to do when I was, you know, younger, what I decided what I needed to do because of this thing called sin, that I needed to lay the sin down and I needed to give it to Jesus. Jesus came to say, I'll take your sin for you. I'll take your grief for you. I'll take your pain for you. I'll take your hurt for you. I'll take your struggles for you. And I lay it down. And in exchange, in exchange, he gives me grace. In exchange, he gives me grace. And in turn, he takes It's only going to get better from here. I don't know how, but it, I, think, I think it will. He crushes, he crushes our sin. He crushes our grief. He crushes, listen, and that's the exchange. That's the exchange that he made. I mean, he completely obliterates, just like my Jesus figure here did, completely obliterates the sin problem. And in turn, in turn, he says, I've got, a, I've got something else for you. I've got a gift for you. And it is full of grace. But John says, listen, it's more than that. John says, listen, it's more than that. He says, for in his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. So in exchange, we give our sin and in turn, he gives us what? Grace. But not just grace. Listen, this is important. Not just grace. He gives us grace upon grace. He gives us, and one package could be, you know, he gives us undeserved favor. In other words, we had this package of sin, and we gave it to him, and we didn't deserve to, you know, to, to, for him to do you know, to make that exchange for us. So he gives us undeserved favor. He gives us a free gift. The sin was costly. It was costly. But in turn, he gave us a free gift. And we get to receive that gift by faith. In other words, you don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. And you certainly, like I already said, you certainly, you and I, we didn't deserve it. It's simply received by faith, by belief that Jesus came and dwelt among us and he extended the gift of grace to every single one of us. You know what it also does for you? It makes you alive. You remember what sin does to you? It makes you dead. But you know what grace does for you? It makes you alive. You know what else it does? It positions you right with God. It puts you in a position where God looks at your life and goes, 
we're good. You receive Jesus by faith. And as a result of that, you can stand right before God. As a result of that, that you have now the righteousness of God put on you. And now you can know what it means to have eternal life. The other thing that it does for us is that it creates a new you. A brand new you that God has given each one of us in exchange. He says, you turn in your sin nature and I'll give you in exchange a divine nature. And it creates a brand new you. Another thing that grace offers, and now we're, now we're remember, we're grace upon grace, right? Grace is accompanied by peace and joy. What comes with the gift of grace is that you get a peace on earth for all people. You, you, what, gets, what you get with grace is a, a joy unspeakable. You, you get the good news of great joy. God's grace is rich and generous. It's rich and generous. It's Jesus said, Paul wrote it this way, that he who was rich became poor so that those who are poor can become Rich. That's grace. It is rich and it is generous. Even when you're bankrupt in sin, even when you're bankrupt in poor decisions and poor choices, even when you've just been dealt a bad hand in your life, grace is rich and grace is generous for everyone. Grace is sufficient in difficulty. It's sufficient. Paul was going through a tough time in his life, the Apostle Paul. And he prayed to God. He pleaded with God, God, take this issue away. Take this problem away. And you know what Jesus' response was? My grace is sufficient for you. His grace is enough for you. Whatever difficulty you're going through, he's given you and extended you a gift called grace. And that grace is enough for you. That grace is strengthened in time of need. It strengthens in time of need. You know what you know, you know? You know what you can know? You can know that when you receive the gift of grace, that that grace gives you the strength in the time that you need it most. So whatever it is that you're going through, whatever help that you need at a certain time in your life, you need to know that what's accompanied with that exchange of turning in your sin and laying your sin down, what comes with that is a gift of grace, but it's not just grace. It's grace upon grace. Are you seeing it? It's grace upon grace, and it strengthens you in time of need. You know the thing that grace offers to us is it distributes special abilities. Did you know that when you receive Jesus and you receive that gift of grace, that God also gives you a special ability? That God gives you something that you couldn't do on your own? That God gives you an ability to do and to, you know, to live out in a way that, that only God could do it and work through you in that way? That's what grace offers to you. Grace compels you to serve others. Because you see, wow, God served me. God loved me. And, I, and it compels me. To serve others. God met my need. And therefore I'm going to meet the needs of others. Grace. I mean, are we, we're just piling it on right now, aren't we? 
Grace informs your conduct. Grace informs our conduct. In other words, did you know what the scripture says? The scripture says this. Do not return evil for evil or insult for insult. He says, but in everything, a blessing. He says, and then, and then the question can be asked, why? Why wouldn't you return evil for evil or insult for insult, but in, in everything, a blessing? He says this, so that it may give grace to the hearer. So they can give grace to the person that even though they insulted you, you give them grace. That even though they've wronged you, you give them grace. Grace informs our conduct. You know what else grace does? It ignites your passion. It ignites your passion and your purpose, I should say. It ignites your purpose. In other words, why wouldn't, why wouldn't, why wouldn't we after receiving this? Grace upon grace. Why wouldn't we want to share that grace? Right? Come on, are you with me? Why wouldn't we want to share that grace? Why wouldn't we want to take, wow, I just laid down my sin and Jesus crushed it. And in exchange, he gave us grace piled upon grace. And as a result of this, why wouldn't we want to know that as a result of that, we have this grace, and wouldn't we want to share that? Wouldn't we want to say, hey, coworker, neighbor, friend, family member, listen, you know what happened to me? I received grace, and it, as a result of it, it changed my life, and it ignited in me a new mission and a new purpose for my life, and it, is and it can change you, and it can change everything about you. Why? Because you become brand new with it. Boy, I hope, I hope this Christmas season that the grace that was extended for you, for you, why? Because it's good news, and it's great joy for all people. It's good news and great joy for all people. And I hope, I hope that you want to be that good news to other people. And I hope that this grace ignites your purpose. Let me give you one more. This grace is hope beyond death. Christian, are you hearing me? This, this grace is hope beyond this life. I hope that you know that because you received this grace and it was of, the, of his fullness, that you've received this grace and that you know you can have a hope that is beyond this broken world. That you know that your hope is not found in this life. That your hope is not found in this place. That your hope is not found in this brokenness. That your hope is found in Jesus. And because Jesus conquered the grave. And because you received that grace. That that can be now a hope for you and for me. That beyond this life. Beyond this world, there is a place that he has gone and prepared for every single one of you. I don't know about you, but that is grace upon grace. 
I'm telling you, that exchange, that exchange is worth it. So maybe you're here and you're holding on to that package. Oh, it's a big package and it looks good. It looks enticing. It looks appealing. But can I recommend something for you today? Can you lay it down? Can you lay it down and give it to Jesus and say, Jesus, I don't want to carry this anymore and I'm going to give it to you because I want okay kids wouldn't you like to open up these on Christmas morning wouldn't you like your living room to look like this on Christmas morning come on wouldn't you yes of course you would of course you would there is a hope there is a hope beyond this life there's a hope beyond death and death for you is just a doorway into eternity where he is. And I don't know about you, but that's a better place than this place. I don't know about you, but I hope that you exchange holding on to the life that you think you could have here, that that's gonna give you joy and peace. It doesn't. The only thing that gives us joy and peace is through a relationship that is offered, and it's grace. And you didn't deserve it, sorry. You didn't earn it, sorry. But he gives it to you anyways. And it's free. It's free for all of us. And so, I'm going to ask you to stand if you would. Stand right where you're at. And it says that in his fullness... In his fullness, let me get back to that. In his fullness, we have all received, in his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. And it's Jesus who did that. It's Jesus who offered that. It's Jesus who has extended that to every single person. It is a gift. It isn't deserved, but it's free. It gives you joy and it gives you peace. It gives you a brand new you. It gives you a hope beyond this, this life. I mean, come on, come on, lay it down if you haven't already. Lay it down, lay it down if you haven't already. And say, God, I want your fullness. I want your grace. God, it's, um, it's your fullness. It's your fullness and this grace stacked, heaped, piled on of grace and God it makes those of us that are lost we can now be found those of us that are dead because of sin that can bring us back to life again and God you exhibited and demonstrated that grace by leaving heaven coming to this earth putting on flesh being full of grace and full of truth, you humbled yourself and you became obedient unto death, even the excruciating, agonizing death on a cross. And on that cross, you paid the debt for our sin. You paid the debt for our shame and you gave us grace. When we didn't deserve it, 
but you gave it to all of us for free. And by faith and by belief, not by behavior, not by works, but by faith in you, we can have a hope beyond death. That death has lost its sting. That the grave was swallowed in the victory that is found only, only in your son, Jesus. And so, Father, I pray this Christmas, this Christmas, we recognize this grace. We recognize not just grace, but grace stacked, heaped, piled on top of grace. God, we are crushed, crushed by your grace. Thank you for your love. I pray each one here has a merry, merry Christmas. Keep them safe. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Merry Christmas, everybody.